Welcome to In the Club VIP, a Kansas Athletic Club production, striving for incremental improvement every day. What's up, guys? We are back with another episode of In the Club VIP. Got TJ with us. What's going on, guys? Got Nick with us as well. How's it going? We are gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about weightlifting today. We got yes. a fun, fun little episode. Nick can't uh, stop bouncing. He's pretty excited. Everyone's favorite part. Everybody's favorite class. Seven a.m. weightlifting. Let's Absolutely. go. Let's go. So uh, we were just kind of chatting a little bit about it, and we were trying to, to to brainstorm how we wanted to attack this episode and. You know, there's there's a little bit of structure to it, but I think we're just going to see where it takes us. So, um, let's go ahead and dive in. In general, like, what do we consider weightlifting, um, and maybe why do we do it? Nick, you want to start, yeah, start us off? He's the weightlifting. Yeah, coach. let's go. So, um, so when we when we speak in weightlifting in these terms, we're thinking of Olympic weightlifting. So, throw out bench press, throw out strict press, uh, some of the uh, more traditional bodybuilder type of movements and we're going to talk about snatching cleans and jerks right um why we do them i think there's several reasons why we do them um in here besides the fact that they're a part of the actual crossfit methodology but why did crossfit actually include them number one i think incredible for building power output explosiveness they're an amazing test of mobility range of motion active mobility strength they're also a, an incredible way to develop agility, um, to learn and understand and apply leverage is probably one of the most underrated and you know least talked about things. I think I think one of the things I like about um, weightlifting, like Nick said, the clean, the snatch, and the jerk is it's not only multi-joint. Okay, so it's a big compound lift. It allows you to use several different muscle groups. But on that note, from a muscle group standpoint, it takes a lot of muscle recruitment when you're doing these. And so to develop that and as you continue to get better, it's not necessarily you're getting so much stronger as your the ability to recruit more muscle. So uh, that's what I love about yeah. it. So yeah. And then finally, um, and I'm sure I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss a point, some points in here too, but um, uh, injury resiliency. Right, so as we become proficient in these movements, little things that we may do in our normal everyday life that would have hurt us by picking up a box incorrectly or something like that, we become more resilient to uh, not suffering those injuries. Yes, so through all those different planes, right? Exactly. Transverse plane, sagittal, right? Yep. Yeah, if you want yeah, to get definitely. Dirty, Pat. Yeah, <laughs> oh, love, love that talk. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I guess. Dive a little bit more into the injury resiliency. Um, do you think that you know it's more or less you know with just the Olympic lifts um, compared to general CrossFit, general physical preparedness, or does it just supplement that? Um, I think it supplements it, um, but we can maybe dive into why you are more injury resilient through doing these lifts. Mm-hmm. Um, number one is I do think that as you become proficient in weightlifting and it's, so it's not just like you pick up a bar and you clean for the first time and suddenly you, you're bulletproof but <laughs> it doesn't work yeah. that way right but as right. you become more proficient you naturally begin to place loads that you're going to move closer to the body and lift things in a more efficient manner because that becomes basically driven into your skull mm-hmm. right like this is how we lift things mm-hmm. 
The other part of it is you learn to, re like TJ was saying, recruit certain muscle groups for certain activities so that be you don't have to think as much when you do bend down or squat down to lift that box about which muscles you're going to engage. And you just tend to have a less of a haphazard approach in your everyday life because if you bring that approach to a bar, it is going to crush you. So, right. <laughs> we call it humbling. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, you're, so if you continue to work on those lifts, that is basically you're building those skills along the way. Cool. Yeah, definitely. I like that because in, in my mind, too, um, I think of, you know, when I, you think of general physical preparedness, CrossFit, and then also Olympic lifting, I think of Olympic lifting as kind of the niche, but it's also a sport if you're taking it as a sport, right. not so much as if you're just doing it um, to translate to life. So I think that's a pretty unique distinction when you're training be to become a very, very good Olympic lifter or you're just using those Olympic lifts to you know further your general fitness. Right. right. And I think that's the reason why um, we preach a lot of uh, it's you don't have to necessarily go heavy every single time that you put weight on a barbell because it's not... To your point, Pat, if it's about preparing for life, you don't necessarily need to, you know, snatch over 200 pounds or clean and jerk a ton. You know, not saying that that's not fun, that we shouldn't have some fun doing it and, and test our test our limits. But if we're just looking at learning leverage, um, understanding how to how to engage muscle groups, uh, testing our mobility, improving our mobility, all of those things can be done without hundred percent for you know whatever right yeah. maxing out all the time mm -hmm. right and that's a kind of another good point too that makes me think like you know uh the snatch is a, it's an awesome it's probably my favorite lift overall but it's not like that necessarily translates directly to life like how often in your life are you going to pick something up to an overhead squat position and then right. stand it up and put it on a shelf. That's probably not the Have most... Have you ever taken plates out of a dishwasher right to the, <laughs> the head cabinet? It's like that video. There's like a, a Facebook video or something. It's like how CrossFitters get out of bed. And yeah. like this. It's like perfect movement. Exactly. Right. The Turkish get up with those sheets. You'll have to attach that video to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll have hilarious. to do that. Because that's uh, where I got the... He like snatches the plate that's up right, that's right. to the upper cabinet. Okay, yeah, we're, we're on it today. Uh, <laughs> but no, so like basically what I was saying is it's not necessarily that you're you're going to translate that snatch right into it, but you're able to, to utilize those principles. But right. it kind of leads me into my next question, which is, um, is Olympic weightlifting actually like functional? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. In, in regards to, you know, you may not necessarily see the principle of a snatch movement. Like TJ just gave the example, like you're not going to snatch the plate out of the dishwasher, you know, drive your feet into the ground and put the plate in the, in the, in the upper cabinet. Um, but the, the, minute uh, principles that are with that make you a good lifter will be used in other parts of your life yeah. right again like leverage um, yeah, yeah I said you made a great point about using your levers functionally right right and so that's going to be in yard work right I mean like there's so many different things well, that it comes in handy Jess and I might move like do CrossFit for a while and then go help someone move. And the, uh, the way you lift things up and you use those, that torque and that, right. you know, those levers, you use it functionally. And I think, mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is because of Olympic weightlifting. And what I will say too is, I, you know, between the two lifts, snatch and clean and jerk, um, I do think that the clean and jerk are more functional in terms of if you were to say, will you do something similar to this? You, you're going like 
if I'm going to lift a couch and we're going to put it high up inside of the, you know, like the back of a U-Haul where it's got like the top yeah. part that goes over the cab or something, like I can see me getting on my end and basically cleaning it onto my shoulders and then dipping and driving that couch overhead to set it into a heavier position. I'm not strong enough to snatch a couch <laughs> or an odd object up overhead. It's pretty fun. <laughs> you should try it sometime. And, and, and the reason I, I had that thought too is the um, when I had um, a bum wrist a couple years ago, we, we got a purple mattress, you know, it comes in a tube. And I was like, oh man, I, I'm going to get this on the bed upstairs. And I was in a cast with pins in my, in my wrist, right? And I was like, how do I get this mattress upstairs on the bed by myself so that when Cam gets home, like I'll have the bed made, she'll be like, "Oh, the new ma- you got the mattress up here, right?" It's gonna surprise her. <laughs> and it, of course, on the purple mattress, it's got like the two man lift and like the big straps on it. And I'm like, two man lift my ass, let's do it." <laughs> so one handle at a time, I basically pulled the mattress and cleaned it onto a front rack, and then did more or less of a jerk to push it up. And I took it all the way up the stairs to the top of our house, unwrapped it, and got it onto our bed by using those. The same principles that we teach yeah. here, right? He still didn't put the sheets on, though. I did not. I did not. But that bed was in there, man. I don't <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so then my, my last question, I think, just kind of like about general weightlifting questions is, um, is there a reason why I shouldn't do Olympic lifts or um, shouldn't do one of the Olympic lifts compared to another? I mean, I can jump in on that. I think if there's one that you shouldn't do, um, I think – we, we've talked about running assessments for people that do, don't have kind of that full range motion on that shoulder capacity. And so there's no reason why you should snatch if you can't get into a good position. Right. I'm not going to say that's for everyone, but it is so limiting. And, and you guys have probably seen this in the overhead squat position for people that are trying to hold a bar overhead and, and they struggle. I think if there was one lift that people shouldn't do until they are ready, and that's we're not saying you should never do it, but when they're not ready for it, I think the snatch would be a lift that I would be uh, kind of apprehensive about someone doing that doesn't have kind of that full range of motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd completely agree. Um, the uh, the snatch definitely is more challenging on the body overall than the um, than the clean or the jerk. It shows more inefficiency, right? It, it absolutely does, and it's a it is a great um, diagnostic tool for us. You can someone can look like they have a a decent squat but then when you ask them to do an overhead squat and it all falls apart as you watch you can begin to as a coach you can begin to see so many points where we need to work with you and there's other ways to assess that as well so i'm not saying that's the only way is to throw a bar overhead and let's throw some weight on it it's definitely not not the case it could be pvc it could be any of that stuff you can really begin to 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 kind of eke out where where we need to do where we need to do some mobility and engagement workout with a client. Gotcha. So almost I I don't want to change your answers, but almost the answer is no. There's not really a reason unless you well, there is a reason. Let's take that back. Right. There is a reason, but eventually everybody should be able to or should have the opportunity yeah. to weight lift. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it might just not necessarily be at that time, but you can work towards it. Work towards there's it. A, there's a, I don't know who posts this all the time on Instagram, but it's a picture of a heavy barbell and then a PVC. And it said, you must master this, pointing at the PVC, before you master this. And I think that's a great point. Like, you can't get in good positions with the PVC. You have no business throwing on 315 pounds trying to clean it. So. Right. And I think the, the people that have been taking my, my early morning classes notice that like when we're going through Nick's weightlifting warm-ups that I often say like, please do the first round with the PVC and it's to see that. Because one, as a coach, it lets me know like, hey, I need to you know 
focus on this person at this because it's kind of like you said a diagnostic tool um but then also too like if you can't do that like hey there's no reason for you to be going up in weight right guys now. you remember at our, our level ones i know we all went to different level ones but they have you do the pvc remember how bad you were sweating mm -hmm. yes. trying to hold yep. that front rack or trying to like hold that good jerk position yep. with yep. pvc it's like there's some so we, we we said we might get up on the, on a few tangents here so this is a good one um because you'll hear people say i need to use a barbell and i need to throw some weight on so that i have good feedback Right or yeah. so or or because I, I can start moving well, right? right? Yeah, yep. yeah. So so I'm gonna completely uh, give you a, a reason here on why that's false. When we move PVC, you're not looking to move the PVC as much as you should be filling out the engagement in the muscle groups that TJ mentioned earlier. Making sure your your glutes are firing, making sure you have good leg drive, you're making sure your shoulders are internally rotated. You know while you're high pulling, you're you're going through those checkpoints as you warm up and move. So it's not about can I get into this perfect front rack? I, obviously, you won't be able to with with a PVC pipe, but you can dang sure make you know. Well, to your point, like how easy is it to correct a barbell lift as it is a to correct something at like 90%, right? Right. So with the PVC, it gives you the ability to correct some movements yep. before we start adding intensity, which is load. Exactly. In this case. And that actually just sparked another thought of mine, um, kind of building off of last week's podcast with gymnastics, um, kind of that translation from gymnastics, and we kind of created a, a definition of the CrossFit definition plus our own little twist on it, but you know, being able to move your body through space and your body is the, the tool, basically. Now that PVC is kind of the bridge between that and the weightlifting, where the PVC is not, it is technically an external load, but it's a couple ounces of load compared mm -hmm. to a barbell, which is you know usually at least 15 pounds with the trainer bars all the way up to 45 and heavier. But um, you're, you're still focusing on your moving your body through space. Now you have an external source, but it's not really loading you so right. that pvc is kind of the bridge between your gymnastics yeah, yeah. and yeah, your, no, your weightlifting or your look strength at it. component yeah. which is kind of a, a cool little bridge so you have to be able to move your body well absolutely before um which kind of leads me into these like prerequisite skills we were talking about before um or stuff that you need to, to be able to do and we have four things listed out we might find a few others that we oh, can yeah. think of but I think we can probably add to um this. first thing written down is strength which i don't know if that's necessarily the most important thing to have first what do you guys think no i think that'll come with time um i don't think that's necessarily a prerequisite skill i mean look at some of the kids that start you know yeah. they, they, just, they don't have just like this inept strength that they were born mm -hmm. with but they develop good muscle patterns and then they start to develop more muscle recruitment and that's when the strength starts to come right right, right. so i don't think that's necessarily a, a prerequisite uh it's very helpful if you're starting you know later in life like we did we started like in our 20s mm -hmm. nick maybe started in his 40s 40s but, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd probably take out strength. So yeah, actually, I don't necessarily really like that one. I like um, coordination better. I think, I think, yeah, coordination might be the best start, or even range of motion. So which one do you guys want to jump into first? Um, let's, let's jump into coordination. I, uh, I've done a lot of one-on-ones with you know fundamentals, and I, it, it's funny to see like the people that are multi-sport, grew up playing sports. The coordination's there. Um, when we get someone that's never really done any kind of organized sports, whether it's individual or team, uh, they have really no concept of moving their body in space so that coordination's not there they're very very and i'm not saying they're i can't coach them um, but they're very hard to get to a, a point where they can move and right. i feel good about it yep yep no i agree um coordination and i guess you could probably put just agility in that same line mm -hmm. um 
and, and just an overall understanding of body awareness. So yeah, I know those are all kind of the same thing, but just maybe to broaden that definition a little bit, um, it, it does make it a lot easier to catch on to the cues because there's these lifts can be obviously pretty fairly complex. And so understanding uh, balance through the feet, those just those little things, I think yeah. you'd be able to execute You're those. Shifting your weight, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I think a way to supplement that, and, and we often talk to, to people of all different levels, but uh, you know, using film to yep. to mm-hmm. view because even even the people that have the highest level of coordination and body awareness, you'll go back and watch a video and be like, oh my gosh, I didn't even see my knees were scooping under the bar there. Yep. Like I felt like I was staying yeah. back, keeping my weight balanced. Love me some film. I, yeah, I could tell you, hey, you need to high pull. You know, that third pull where you're getting triple extension, you're trying to pull that bar to your chin. And until they like film themselves and actually see that they're just kicking it out with their hips, and then they're wondering why they're jumping forward. Yep. I think that's a great point. Just yeah, yeah, just being able to see that and, and really you know break it down even further, but also having somebody that can break it down and like TJ just did that third pull being very specific. Watch right here. Right. That's where you need to focus your your attention on and 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 moving forward can you can you improve that and i think and this is probably going into a new tangent but i think nick does a, an unbelievable job of especially since we've come back from quarantine um i think you've done an unbelievable job of breaking it down positional stuff i, I love how we're working from um and if anyone's ever done their usw they start at the top of the hip that power position the pockets is what they call it and so nick started at that high hang position if you never had any weightlifting background um, come in we'll teach you uh, but at that high that high hang he's worked down to mid thigh yep. to knee to pass to two inches below knee um, that is a great opportunity to start cleaning out or cleaning up a lot of the things that you do from an inefficiency standpoint and that's how you get better to when we pull from the floor for that glorious glorious one rep right yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're yeah. hitting all your spots um, like Pat said, if you ever film yourself and you break it down a lift, you go through all those spots that exactly. Nick is having you go through. And uh, that's why it's easy for us to clean it up because we see those spots. Yep. No, that's that's exactly right. You can see when someone gets out of position. Um, and we can do a whole episode on programming, and we should. Yeah, I, we should. I yeah, freaking love part, that. That'll be part two. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. The um, uh, What I would say, and then we can go back to kind of talking prerequisite skills, would be um, the, 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 the reason, or if you ever have uh don't have a coach's eyes on you not sure what to do with your lift you can always 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 revert back to what tj said start at the top and work on that high hang and start at like the mo- the smallest movement and then slowly add range of motion right so then we're in mid thigh hang and then top of knee hang and then below knee hang so that's a, the reason why we go through a lot of those progressions yeah and like like you said with the prerequisite skills range of motion a lot of people shouldn't be pulling from the floor yet yeah i think yeah. I, I, pat's done a really good job of it um i've tried to do a good job of it if i see someone not have that range of motion so where they can set up into a good position from the floor uh, oftentimes we'll stack pound pads or additional plates so they're pulling from a higher position to get into a better position definitely so yeah no. yeah and, and when we talk about range of motion I'll just kind of jump in here too you know we're, we're talking about range of motion at all joints starting yeah. from the, the ankles knees hips uh, all of your spine t-spine uh, but also making sure that we have the control over those joints too um, you know having having good mobility uh, in the shoulders and the wrists um, basically all throughout and actually I was just having a conversation earlier with uh, with Tuan about this and um, we were talking about how generally even 
you know, people are like, oh, I don't have good flexibility. I don't have good mobility. I need to work on it. A lot of times it really stems from the core, which is another CrossFit principle, core to extremity. Core to extremity. They, yep. You know, but they, uh, you know, if you can't really truly control and stabilize your core, you're, you, I don't want to say you don't have any shot, but you're making it a lot harder on yourself to have good mobility or flexibility um, distally or out towards your legs and arms, which is kind yeah. of a, an interesting thought. Um, what is your guys' views on range of motion? What kind of things do you see um, most commonly or you know, people lacking a lot of? You, you'll see a lot. Well, you're going to see a lot of it in different places. T-spine, like you mentioned earlier, but um, you see a lot of uh, front rack, you know, wrist, uh, shoulder, uh, range of motion limitations. You start to look at uh, someone who's going to wants to do an overhead squat or a full snatch. Um, heck, even a clean in some some regards, you'll see poor ankle dorsiflexion. You know, the, so the the interesting thing is, is like everyone's got built a little bit differently, length of levers, uh, and range of motion. That like when people walk in the door, the range of motion is so varied and so different. Yeah. Um, and we can probably get into power versus squat here at some point because yeah. this is where that comes into play. I know I, uh, I pick on him a lot. And I think uh, Eric Carter, it, there's no denying that the guy's strong. I look at him, he oh, looks like gosh, the Terminator, yes. right? And But I but oftentimes when we're doing like snatches, I'm like, strength isn't the most important thing here, right? I'm like, if strength was the most important thing, Eric Carter would have the biggest snatch in the gym. Like yep. he's no, There's no denying his strength. But he lacks some of that range of motion, so it's very hard for him to get into good positions. And when your body's unable to get in good positions, I don't care how strong you are. If yep. you're holding the bar way out in front, you're not gonna be able to hold it very long. Right. So, yeah. Sorry, Carter, but I had to <laughs> use you. I know I use you in class. So I thought I was gonna use you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that I think that brings up another good point too, because um, you were, we were talking about strength, how it's not necessarily a prerequisite. Um, but we talked about range of motion. We talked about coordination. The, the last one on the list, I said we had four. The last one is power, which I don't necessarily know if it's a prerequisite or is it a result or is it both? So I think it is a result and it's a result of learning how to leverage all of the things that we just listed. Um, it's how do you apply the strength and your range of motion and your coordination and when doing so, you will develop power. And I want to backtrack just one second. What is power? Um, there, I, there's probably a science definition for power, right? It's like, geez. Yeah. Boy, gosh, now I feel like an idiot for not knowing this. Um, it's a, it's a, an output. It's, yeah. um, I don't know how the, the direct definition. I was hoping that you guys know it because I, I <laughs> I'm the one asking the questions. I'm, I'm force, <laughs> force versus velocity. <laughs> our times mass. I'm pretty mass sure it's squared in watts. That's so, about all I know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come back and here, replace here's, this. Here's kind of an analogy. Um, the best weightlifters in the world are some of the best jumping athletes I've ever seen. So the ability to generate power through the floor, basically weightlifting is how high can you jump something. And then obviously you manipulate an object and catch it. Right. But it's forced through the floor. Is yep. It was how you generate power. Right. I'm pretty so. sure it's putting a time component to strength, basically. It's yep. the strength equation plus like force over distance got, times we got time, right? time yeah so, yeah yeah we'll, we'll come back like i said we'll edit this out make run, ourselves. it's power <laughs> <laughs> it's not fast <laughs> but taking that taking that power principle why why do we do power cleans why do we do power snatch mm. versus always working to do the full snatch or the squat snatch or the squat clean so there's a couple different reasons compare um, my wife to me 
right? Yeah. We have the totally different skill sets. Right. I can so, pull a bar super far. She can pull herself very fast underneath something. Yeah, so I would say at the most basic, there's really two, two reasons that they are programmed and they're, and they're, they're fair amount different. One of them would be programming with the intent of learning the lift, in which case you want to start in the power movements and then slowly add in the squat version of the movements as the mobility, um, you know, all these other prerequisites begin yeah. to kind of manifest. Um, so, so you would program power to start and then ease into the full version of the movements. And then there's a, why do you program these for a more advanced lifter? And that's, I think, what TJ was talking yeah. about, which is... I got a little bit ahead of myself. No, no, you're good, you're good. Um, so, you know, with with just using Jess, your uh, TJ, you and Jess as an example, that's exactly right. Like, I would probably program a lean a little bit more towards the power movements with someone who needs emphasis on their pull. Obviously, there's a bunch of other stuff that you can do with regards to pulling and things like that, but... Um, just doesn't need any help getting under a bar, yeah. right? Um, and I'm the exact same way. So focus more on the power movements and as opposed to if you ha struggle with uh, the turnover, you can do tall cleans, tall snatches, things that help with those turnovers that basically variations of the squat version of the list. So here's a good example for a lot of you. Um, I've been doing this a long time. I've been weightlifting for 10 years. I can power clean just as much as I squat clean. I and cannot. that should never be the case. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> and, and most weightlifters can't. There should be a discrepancy. So I lack some of that range of motion in that catch position. Um, it's not coordination. I'm an, I'm an unbelievable athlete. But, uh, <laughs> but I lack some of that range of motion, and, the, and, and that's what uh, causes me to miss a lot of lifts is yeah. I'm not in a good position. But I can pull the bar super high. I think everyone right. watches the video like, oh, my gosh, look how high you pulled it. It doesn't matter. When I catch, I look like a frog. Yeah. So. yeah. And you don't want to look like a frog, just no, so you know. You but, um, yeah, that, that went that went pretty well. I think we, we covered pretty much everything, and there's like still a million. I have like a million questions, so I'm trying to organize them in my head right now. Yeah. Um, because I think we can we can come back and we can talk about like just what are all the positions? Yeah. What are, like what is a turnover? Yep. You know, there's so many cool things that we can dig into higher level here. But as far as the basics, it's, you know, it really seems like generally. You want to you want to do these Olympic lifts because you know you want to gain more coordination. You want to gain um, you know the ability to translate that lift into daily life using power in daily life. Um, and what's the best way to gain power? Well, we learned it by doing these these Olympic lifts. Um, and then also you know kind of what do you need um, for a foundational standpoint to to get there? You need range of motion. You need coordination. Yes, you will develop that over time. So it's not that you need it to start, but you need it to progress. Right. right. Um, is there anything that we're, we're really missing? Big thing. No, I think we hit all that that we wanted to talk about. I think next podcast we will talk about programming, mm -hmm. terminology, yep. and why we program percentages. Yeah. Ooh, love that. I like that. Yep. All right, guys, stay tuned for that one. Awesome, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Later. Later. Thank you to all of our dedicated listeners out there. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, review. Let us know how we're doing. We really appreciate that feedback, good or bad. If you're new to the show, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, really wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just look for the name in the club VIP.